Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Uh, we're coming to you tonight right after the uh, the Liverpool-Napoli game, one each. Very disappointing evening for us. Um, and first up, just fresh in from Anfield, we have Jay Reid. Jay, similarly disappointed? Yeah, not the result we wanted. Um, leaves us going to South Bay to now pick up something out there which was not ideal. But we didn't lose, so I suppose you can't yeah. grumble too much. There was a few bad things about the game, but I'm sure we'll get our teeth into. Yeah, one being the referee. But anyway, we'll certainly get our teeth in them. Uh, next up in Belfast, Dave Dunning. Dave, how are things? Good yourself, Dave. Ah, getting there, Dave, getting there. Hard old life at the minute, but getting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, shit happens. Listen, let's get into the game. Yeah, I'll come to you first. A bit of a bit of a change in the lineups tonight. We saw Gomez come in. We saw Milner coming in in the midfield. And you know, I think number one, we realise just what a special talent Trent is whenever he doesn't play, and and, and what we lose. And and that's certainly no slight on Joe Gomez, but just a different kind of player. Maybe given the fact it was Napoli, given the fact that you know we they are our Wimbledon, our Italian Wimbledon. Uh, you know, Joe Gomez is, is a more secure option, but you certainly don't get going forward what you get from Trent. And as I say, Milner tonight was was effective, but I, I know you're not a fan of that Milner, um, Henderson, Fabinho uh, three. What what was your thought in the lineup to begin with? Didn't fill me with joy. I've got to be honest straight away when you see when you see Milner and Henderson in the same lineup. The only way I deem it acceptable is if Milner's a fullback. Um, give him one of the lads a blow because he's not actually that bad at fullback. He's he's useful and he wasn't not bad tonight, but he wasn't not great. Um, he's obviously limited, and, and if you're playing him in a number eight role, which we were tonight, he he's ideal to come off a bench to close a game on for fifteen twenty minutes. But you you don't get much else from him for a full ninety. Um, and Gomez, you say, as a right-back, it's not his fault that he's not a right-back. He's a centre-half pushed out there to get some game time and give Trent a rest. If anything, it probably heightens our need to get a full-back cover in or a flexible player who can play both sides um, to give our lads a rest because, as you've, sub- you've seen over the 19 minutes, it's not the same end product. And Napoli were on that straight away. As soon as the ball was going out to the right-hand side, all they've got to do is close Gomez down. They know he's not going to whip a ball in like Trent and they know he's not nippy enough to play a quick one-two and get in round the back of the full-back. So, which think of no creativity. Um, obviously, it was nice to see Salah back in the lineup, given a slight injury, but I think we'll come on to the fact his performance was very below par. Um, and it was just a bit of a for me, it was a bit of a negative approach in terms of what we, we set out. We, we, paid, we probably paid Napoli too much respect in that respect of uh, what we stood out with. But we've got to manage what we've got. We've got a lot of games we've got, probably got to manage. I'm sure Klopp's got an idea. Yeah, and I would dare say as well, you know, given the, the, the recent history with us in Napoli, that res- I, I don't think we over-respect them. I think we gave them, you know, basically the respect that they deserved because, you know, the, uh, I, I call them our Italian Wimbledon. They are our bogey team. They're horrible to play against for us. And, you know, no matter how good we are, <laughs> they always seem to do something against us. They do, but I don't think we've helped ourselves again tonight. I mean, we could have gone yeah, there tonight. Yeah, we do and play shit against them, to be fair, as well. We we allow them to play their game. And we're at home. All right, if we go to Napoli and the atmosphere, the intimidation factors and so on and so forth, 
we can understand that maybe our players maybe get a little bit of stage fright, but we were at home and it's European night. It was, and I've touched on this on the past couple of pods. The atmosphere was a little bit better tonight in terms of what it was in previous games. I said we'd been going to the game with a, a feeling of self entitlement that we should be winning. Where tonight, I think we knew the opposition were a better class, so the crowd was a bit more up for it, and it was a bit more of a a European night feel to the game and it slowly sort of dwindled out after about 20 minutes because Napoli come with a game plan to stifle us, they stifled the crowd, they stifled the team and at the end they got what they came for, which was a point. And Dave, they they took the lead uh, in the first half, very, very nicely taken goal, suspicions of offside, suspicions of uh, a foul on Big Virgil, checked them both, both let fly, so we're we're 1-0 down on... You know, up until that point, we hadn't covered ourselves in glory. We hadn't looked sharp. We hadn't looked at it. You know, Jay touched on it. Salah, you know, coming back off a knock. We're not going to be too hard on him, but fucking not in the game at all. Nothing coming off from him. He was heavily marshaled as well. What was your view? I was watching in BT Sport, and like really, really early on in the game, I thought we started well, and I thought like we we pressed him really high, really well in the first probably five minutes. And I like panned Ancelotti and he was making that sign with his hands, but like bringing them close together. And he's just saying, be more compact, be more compact. And the two banks that sat really deep and really close together and there was no half spaces as Klopp likes to call them. And the way Salah plays, he plays so high up the pitch that it's not really his game to, to drop deep. Um, and 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 try and link the play and and get involved that way. He wants to play on the shoulder. He wants to be close to the penalty area. Problem is, there's there's no space where he is. Um, it's difficult for him to find space, and it's difficult to to find a pass into into feet there. And very um, few overlapping runs coming from Joe Gomez either, Dave. As well, it needs to be noted. That's true. But again, we we saw with Robertson a lot of the time. He's he's running down blind alleys because they they. Their shape was so good all night, and um, first half they, they get behind the ball really, really quickly when they break. And after they get the goal, they don't even bother breaking anymore. They just like Merton's just playing centre mid for the last half an hour, um, and I think in the end the changes made a difference. I think fitness probably won out with regard to us getting back into the game, we started to become a little bit stretched and the shape, you know, the shape starts to um, become a bit looser from Napoli and, and we, we can play around them a bit and and a couple of chances. Salah's one that he, he hits first time into the keeper's hands was kind of the start of the period where the game became a bit stretched and, you know, we really probably needed to capitalise with one of those two or three chances that we had. Um but yeah, it's it's us, isn't it? Do we do enough to take it to the last game? Yeah. Do we have to go to the last game to qualify? Yeah. Why? Because it's just fucking the way we do things. So it kind of is what it is. We'll talk about the Fabinho injury, and we talked like a couple of weeks ago. I think about you know what would happen if such and such got injured, or you know, I think what what we saw tonight. Probably the most irreplaceable player on in the squad is Trent, which 
by definition kind of makes him the most indispensable and um his influence grows week by week and month by month in that side and Simon Brown just put some stats out after the game, you know, from the start of 17-18 season. So let's come back as a fairly big sample size. Points gained with Trent 2.52 on average per game. Points gained without Trent 1.78. So that's practically three quarters of a point less on average without Trent. That's but Dave, a stop huge me. drop off. Just a devil's advocate, you. You know, that's fine. But you ask yourself, what cover do we have right back? An option like Trent, we don't have. So therefore, those, you know, I'm not arguing with the stats, but it's quite clear why the stats fall off, because there is no recognised cover for him. It's true. But what are you going to do, Dave? You're going to go out and find the next Kevin De Bruyne to play oh, right no, 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 no. Look, I'm, I'm not going to send, go through mad money after. I'm, ju- I'm, I'm just highlighting, it. you know, those stats are pretty easy to produce whenever you consider that there's no real, you know, there's no like for like. There's no, there's nothing like Trent on the bench. There's no cover at right back or left back, you know, that is the same. You know, we touched on this, I think, a little bit in pre-pod. And, you know, so therefore, of course, our numbers are going to go down if, if you lose either, either of the two because you don't have anything close to that type of player coming in behind to cover them. I'd be far more comfortable without Robertson than would be without Trent. I think it's something we could cope with far better. I think it's far easier to replicate what Robertson does compared to what Trent does. I'm not saying it's easy by any means, but I'm saying you could go out and you could look at fullbacks out there that are similar. There's no one even similar to Trent because he's not a fullback, not really. He doesn't play in that area of the pitch doesn't do any of those jobs. You know, he's not going to burst down the right-hand side and go outside. He's not one-footed. Um, and it's he's... Listen, the fact of the matter is, he's just become integral to the way that we play. And from that area, he, he creates an unbelievable number of chances and enables us to, to stretch the pitch and... You know, we saw, I think Henderson kind of tried to replicate that delivery from those wide areas. Cause, and Henderson's delivery most of the night was actually decent. Um, but, you know, he can't ping those crossfield balls first time. He can't, he can't do it. Um, he just doesn't have that range of passing. Nobody does. So it's a huge weapon that we lose when he's not there. So I think, you know, Fabinho being injured is really difficult. But I think if you don't want, if you don't want to lose anybody, you don't want to lose him. No, and I'm going to come to Jay on that as well, you know, on the Fabinho thing. And I'm I'm hoping that it was precautionary. You know the way we've seen with Liverpool at times, they won't take any risks with anybody. You know, we know that he's going to be suspended anyway for the next league game. You know, he has a week in his pocket basically anyhow. Now, you know, he can't be involved. One would just like to hope that it's precautionary and, you know, tomorrow it is not, as, not something too bad. When he went off, you know... He went down, he continued on, Jay, but you were in the ground. I didn't see an awful lot. Was he still hobbling, I take it, until he went off? He didn't move at all um, from when... Oh, shit. <laughs> from when he come back on, he basically stood still and he was directing traffic while the ball was flying around him because he was not willing to touch the ball. Um, I suppose the only thing we can say is he walked off. He didn't get hob- uh, carted off on a stretcher. But I thought initially it was his groin. It looked like he was holding his groin, but then 
people who were at home watching on telly told me it was his ankle. Um, and it didn't look comfortable from the actual angle of where he had been hit. It was sort of like hit while his feet were planted and the fella fell into him. The kind of best thing we can hope for is maybe it's a couple of weeks out and we've not got any huge fixtures in the next few weeks. I mean, obviously, we've got the derby next week, uh, which is big in terms of status, but if if we've got to miss them for a few games, that's not the worst run of games that we've we've got coming up. So you're, you're suggesting that Everton really aren't the, aren't that tough to well, manage. I'm not, I'm not saying, <laughs> Jay, Jay. Not, not saying that the team of the 1980s, like, but you know, we could probably get by these few weeks without him. It's not ideal, um, and obviously the the first name on the on your lips is is Ginny goes in there because he did tonight and he's a better number six than what Henderson is. Um, but I think obviously we're hoping that Keita was just, he was out at the weekend, he was not fully fit to play tonight. So hopefully Keita's back in contention for this weekend. Shakiri was on the bench. Um, we've got Milner, we've we've got Ox, but as I said to you before, the pod, I don't know if anyone else noticed it. I Obviously I was in the ground, but Ox didn't look great. He was stretching a lot throughout the game. And then as soon as the final whistle went, he sat down. And threw his shin pads off and Klopp sort of come and picked them up, but he didn't look overly impressed with what he was feeling. So wouldn't be surprised if Ox has maybe maybe got a little bit of a knock or hopefully it was just a little bit of tightness. But I'll throw a name out there for you. Scored a hat-trick today in the uh, Youth League game, Curtis Jones. It's a time that we, we look down to the youth and maybe bring these lads through for a couple of matches over the next few weeks because... A hat-trick against Napoli and the youth league can't do any harm. I'm sorry to burst everybody's bubble, but there's um, there's a name that you didn't mention. And we've seen the experiment before. And our Christ, number no. six... Our number six... Our number six has just been injured. Um, and I wouldn't have been very surprised. In fact, I was kind of expecting to see him step into Fabinho's shoes at the weekend. <sighs> I know, you're gonna say. I know you know what it you know what it it's is. Fucking and revolving that's, door, that's what it is. I'm sorry to break it to himself. you, but if you're if you're gonna sit there, regardless of your own feelings, if you're gonna sit there and not tell me that Klopp will seriously consider Adam Lalana to help him oh, fill any void yeah, of a Fabinho injury, that's that. what's gonna happen. You know, Fabinho has been injured, it's a very serious matter. This is not the time to choke. I might have to upgrade my lager to a stiff drink if he's going number six. And that's, I'm, not gonna say, I'm not saying he's going to play six. I'm saying I say against Brighton, you probably will see him play six. It really, really wouldn't surprise me. As so, long as he's with either Keita or Ox, and well, you'd imagine Henderson, because Milner played far too many minutes tonight to be playing at the weekend. Yeah. And I'd say you're likely going to see if if Naby's not available, and if we think Ox is is stiff, then it's probably going to be Henderson, Genie, Henderson, Genie, Lallana, and I'd say more likely Lallana will play six, and you'll probably see him more than you would like to over the next few games if Fabinho is going to be out. Because to be honest, I can't imagine that that isn't going to be anything less than three or four weeks. Dave, that's a that's a hell of a shout. I I, I give you another option. Please do, Jay. Please do. <laughs> do we change formation? Mm, I don't think he will. Four-two-three-one, and bring Shakiri in. I'm not convinced. I, I said, I said this. 
Because the, the teams are playing. I mean, they're, not, they're hardly top-end teams. We should be going out and blowing these teams away. And if you're going with four attacking players, would that be Shaq, Manny, Firmino, Salah, or even Arigi with the front three? Then that's more than enough. We should be more than capable with two in the midfield. We're, say, Ginny and Henderson or Ginny and Lalana or Ginny and Keita because it's got to be Ginny plus another one just purely for legs and mobility. So we at home to Brighton, why not go 4-3-1 and put the pressure on and put the squeeze on? It would be a curveball for some teams that, you know, haven't done it in such a long time. Just something tactically different. Look, I would say it's a, he'll be a big miss if he's out, put it like that. So it'll be interesting to see just what way he does. And, and look, I'd rather, honestly, Dave, I'd rather go Jay's option than yours. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly... It's not my option, mate. It's not my <laughs> well, so option. What? I you don't pick the, the team. Table. Nobody was mentioning him until I you didn't him bring to it table. to the table. Look, I'm just. If you want to live in denial, that's fine. You can all bury your heads in the sand and pretend that Adam Alana is not an option that Klopp will consider seriously. That's that's cool. But yeah, don't don't come yeah. crying to me yeah, whenever you see his name in the fucking team seat on Saturday. I'm, I want to talk to Jay. Be quiet, Jay. What did you think of Lovren tonight? Because I thought he had a very good game, got the goal, but he was he was pretty damn good. He even took time to to, to help Mo out in the wing tonight, which had quite disturbed me. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, we give him pelters all the time. But tonight he was one of his good games. He he, he was very solid. Best I've seen from him in a couple of years. He did not like you'd always expect him to do something wrong, but he done nothing wrong. And there was even times towards the end of the game when Van Dijk went up top. And he was one-on-one. Um, can't remember who the nappy player was breaking on him. And he just stood up, waited and waited, and then pounced as soon as he got a half a yard and took the ball off him. That's all you ask him to do. Keep it nice and simple. Don't do anything stupid. When it needs to be kicked out, kick it out. When it's there to be headed, head it. Don't try and play silly and try and do turns and flicks. Just keep it nice and simple. And he done all that. And the goal helps. Um as long as he doesn't now come out claiming he's the best centre-back in the world again, we're all happy because it's nice to see us get a, a goal from a corner. We we put so many bad corners in and for the talent that we've got in our team to not put a decent ball in, it frustrates me so much because we must have had a, a fair share of corners tonight that I think only two or three probably actually made it into the, the danger area. We're so, actually fighting for corners, uh, Jay, at the moment. You know, like Robertson picked up a couple. Uh, who was it? I think Henderson got a couple. Uh, even uh, the Ox got a couple. You know, forced a couple of corners. And as you say, the delivery of them was just, just poor. And when we you're had going 10, to, ten yeah, corners we had tonight. When you're going to that, that much effort, chasing down balls and whatnot, you expect maybe a bit. You know, it's, I think it's a fair point to say that the delivery is poor, given the, the, the effort gone into to getting those chances. We've got a couple of players who can strike at their ball really good. We know that. But I just don't see why we find it so hard to beat the first man. And if, if you're struggling that much, then mix it up and start putting some towards the edge of the box where you know, you're dinking it in the box, edge of the box. Like when Ox come on, that's the type of player who likes a ball at the edge of the box to strike. And he was one that fell to Henderson at the edge of the box from, a, from like a second ball from a knockdown and he's, he's side footing it towards goal put your put your laces through the ball the very worst that's going to happen is it's going to bounce out for maybe another corner but if you don't put your laces through it and fire it back towards goal then you're just telling 
the opposition well, I'm, I'm not going to shoot. So automatically when you side foot it, they start pushing up. Where if you put your laces through it, they're already on the back foot because the shot's coming at them with power. Just just the small thing that bothers me every week is we don't do enough on the second balls from corners. Yeah, it was an interesting one there tonight from Andy Robertson. It was, it was actually, you know, the first action was to, to try and bend it in. He actually bent it out and then back in again. And the camera angle from the TV, you probably haven't seen it, Jay, was, you know, you could, you could see straight away it was out. Um, and again, just another sort of wasted one. And, you know, look, we have the aerial power there. Um, it, Lovren's an excellent, like, that's what he excels at, heading the ball. Um, so does Van Dyke, so does Matip, um, and, and Gomez is no slight shot ahead in the ball either. So, you know, the threats are there. And, you know, threats in midfield as well. Firmino's a great header of the ball. You know, as you say, we're, we're really passing up good chances uh, to, to add to the tally. And we were pretty damn good at it last season. Uh, Dave, yourself, you know, we've got the point. Big, big digs, he jumped up there, gave us a point. Uh, we couldn't close it out on this occasion where, you know, we're still... We're still nice and top of the group and everything's fine. But when I find ourselves in a position where we need to go to Salzburg, you're a bit fucking mad. Like, um, score, score goals for fun. Like, we saw the game at Anfield and now we'll have to go away and, well, basically not lose. And, and if we lose in any way, um, we're out. Uh, inconceivable. Yes, inconceivable. Was that it? Uh, you, you could fucking expand on it a bit. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fairly inconceivable. It's. There'll probably be loads of goals, and we, we yet again put ourselves in a position where we have to go to the wire to get the job done. And and nine times out of ten, we go to the wire and we get the job done. So we'll probably win fucking four three or draw three each in the last minute or something because that's just it. And I don't know, Allison will save a penalty in the last minute to fucking keep us in it this year and put us through, and we'll somehow randomly end up top in the group. and I don't know. It's you'd like to think we've got enough to go does, there. Does top, like, does top in the group really matter, Dave? I I don't think it does. I think with the, if you look at the teams that are going to qualify from each group, like who would you rather have, Inter or Barcelona? Who do you want, Bayern or well, Bar? And then this is the other thing: Do you want Bayern or Spurs? Oh, you can't have Spurs, so you're getting Bayern anyway. It's that group. So there's only so many teams you can even draw, depending on where the other English teams finish. Again, Ajax or. Well, probably Chelsea. So it's, I don't think it matters loads based on the English teams you can't draw and, you know, whether you get PSG or Real Madrid in the next round. It, I, I think it's kind of irrelevant. Um, Dave, I'll give you who we can get so far. Well, as a group A, you can't, if you finish top, this is based on, you can only draw the second team and you can't draw the team from your country in this knockout round. So yeah, so group, it's either the, it's, it's the second teams that aren't English. Yeah. So the Group A, you can get Real Madrid because PSG are five points clear. Yeah. Group Group B, you can't have Spurs who are finishing second because Bayern are five clear. Mm-hmm. Group C, you can have Shakhtar on your Zagreb or Atalanta. Probably going to be Shakhtar who are in the box seat to qualify from that group. Mm-hmm. From Group D, it's going to be Atletico Madrid or Leverkusen. It's probably going to be Atletico Madrid. From Group F, it's going to be Inter or Dortmund. Probably going to be Dortmund who are home to Slavia Prague. Inter. I've got to play Barcelona and get a better result than Dortmund. Um, group G, one of Lyon or Zenith, because it looks like Leipzig have qualified at the top of the group. 
But again, between Leon, Zenit and Leipzig, if you're going to get from that group, it doesn't really matter whether it's first or second. Not really. No, and then Group H, you're going to get one of Valencia or Ajax because you can't get Chelsea if Chelsea qualify from that group. Yeah. Um, however, if Chelsea qualify second, you can't get anyone from that group anyway. So you're probably limiting down to Zenit, Leon, Inter, Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Yeah. So you're so, getting a decent level of opposition. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's kind of irrelevant one way or the other. Um, but if, if we finish second, you're going to face the potential of probably Ajax, Leipzig, Barcelona, Juventus, Bayern Munich or PSG. So I think the initiative is to try and finish top. Yeah, you're going to want to win the group. Um but like I say, it doesn't guarantee anything. You win the group, you still draw. You win the win the group and still draw Real Madrid. You know, um, so I, you you just you just want to make sure you qualify. Just get through. Just get through. Happy days. And I think this is the thing. You don't. You really don't want this sort of this sort of thing to kill any momentum that you have, particularly in the league. You want to get through by hook or by crook. You want to put it to bed until February or March, whenever it starts up again. And then get your head down and concentrate on what's to come, which is these league games over the Christmas period, the World Club Cup. The Champions League starts in February. You know, we cough and we splutter and, our, and, and we get, you know, we, we know that we'll get there. But it's never easy. But, uh, Jay, do you think it's fair to say you'd rather, you know, and the way I look at this, and you, you're looking, grasping at straws, looking for the silver lining. I'd rather have dropped the points there tonight than in the league. Yeah, you can put it that way. Um you know, I mean, our, our rugby performances the last couple of seasons have been more the Champions League than they have been the league, which is a blessing in a lot of ways. You know, we can we can carry those results a lot easier in the Champions League than we can in the league. We've not put a decent ninety together at all in the Champions League, yeah. We, we've sort of had spells of forty minutes, forty-five, maybe fifty minutes in some games where we've been the best team, but we've not really put a whole dominant performance together, and. I can't see us going to Salzburg and doing that because Salzburg are a decent outfit, especially at home. They score goals for fun. So, as Dave said, we're going to probably limp our way through and it's a case of just getting through. And The initiative is to try and finish top because it's a slightly easier draw in terms of what we can get. But we do it every year. We just get through the group. We don't do ourselves any favours. And you'd think by now Klopp might have learned, but, you know, He's got to two finals in two years, so he's obviously doing something right, isn't he? Yeah, and, and the, the lack of sort of anybody beating us over two legs and whatnot, you know, and, and that's why I allude to, you know, it starts in February with all the Christmas period to get ourselves far and, um, you know, three months before an international break. And, and when that knockout phase starts, you know, we're in, the, we're in prime condition, basically. Uh, well, that's it, Dave. People must watch us in the Champions League from other countries and think, isn't it absolutely mad that Liverpool aren't that great in the group stages and then all of a sudden this fucking unbelievable team just shows up whenever the knockout starts because of that huge gap that that whole process to get to that point where we're like absolute peak condition going into going into March, April, May nobody sees it it's just this this team that kind of stumbles its way through and then this team who's running around tanking everybody yeah, but most other teams and most other leagues don't have the challenge that we've had this last couple of seasons. Um, you, you know, the, the, 
majority of leagues, teams can lose a few games, draw a few games here. We're, we're not afforded that luxury anymore in the Premier League. Um, you know, the, the, the standard that's been set in the last two seasons, maybe in the last three seasons, um, is, a, is a cut above. And, you know, it's, it's, it's got to be a pressurised situation. And, you know, when we lost at Napoli, we sort of talked about it. You know, is it easier to lose, um, you know, that game and, and to make sure that you're, you're fully functioning in the league? And, Dave, at times it feels to me like, you know, the Champions League is just, it, it, you know, they, they almost say to themselves, look, it's going to look after itself. We we'll probably need to go all the games, blah, blah, blah. But we've got to keep going. The, the league, the league, the league. I think the league is the holy grail this season. Yeah, it's kind of typical of us this time of the season. It was the same last season as well. Where we just did enough. Whether it was within games, whether it was within moments in games, whether it was qualifying for Champions League groups. We always just did. And we've done just enough. See all these results we've got with, with 37 points. Um, and a lot of those points where we did just enough, you know, Leicester, Villa, Spurs, you know, and undoubtedly for me that to get through the Champions League group will do just enough. And again, tonight we did just enough to keep topping the group in our hands. No, I hear you. Jay, you know, on the back of what Dave said, and we've been saying it in this pod for ages, and I think each and every one of us um, that appears in this pod is the same opinion. Someone somewhere is going to get a hell of a hiding soon. And with the run of games coming up in the league, you know, it could well happen. And, you know, as a reaction to this as well, because I'm, I'm sure they don't like losing our boys, but I would say that draw tonight hasn't gone down well with them. Yeah, I think it was better in the WhatsApp group today, just said, well, before we come on tonight, basically said that he figures for Brighton and it wouldn't be a surprise if we if we ramped it up and just went all out and give them an absolute pace them. But we've we have we've all been saying that someone's gonna get it. Um because we've not put a solid performance together for a whole ninety minutes and it, it it's got to happen at some point and I think we've we've also touched on this time last year we went eight games, I think it was through December, eight wins in a row. Um so you can't say that Klopp isn't priming his team for this type of occasion when we we've got a lot of games. We've only got one extra game this month compared to last year we've got nine. Um and obviously we're sort of playing two games in 26 hours, 27 hours, something like that, but that's two separate teams. So someone's going to get it. I mean, the fixtures we've got, Brighton, Everton, Watford, all at home in the next two weeks, two and a half weeks, and Bournemouth away from home, that's always a goal fest. So I think now's the type of time where we, we're going to see the front three, at least two of the front three, actually starting to fire and get some goals. Salah, was very poor tonight. You could tell he'd been out for a few games, but he just seemed to do the the simple things. He was taking too long, and then when there was an opportunity to play the ball, he was trying to take it all on himself. And yeah, I I've not seen the replay because I've only not long got him, but he should have had a definite penalty. You said he was being held by Koulibaly, who always impresses anyway. But that was an occasion where you think if Salah goes to ground and gives the ref a decision to me because. The ref was absolutely pissed poor. You, you were getting nothing out of him. He was he had no control of the game. He was stopping the game and players were playing all around him and he was walking away speaking to someone and he had no control of what was going on. He was shocking. No, and you get my vote on that. As you say, um, the, the number of decisions that were 
actually bizarre, the penalty being one. Uh, and Dave, I think you you would agree with us. That was to me, it was a penalty. There was no, there was just I just don't even understand why there was no review, why there was nothing off it. You, you know, there was there was a big appeal for it. Why was there no review? Why did they not look at these things? <laughs> Fuck you, asking the wrong person. I've got no idea. I know, but I'm pissed um, off about it. You know what I mean. I, I, I get it. I, I wasn't particularly happy myself, but it was just the, just the way the night was going, wasn't it? It's just the way the referee was going. Um, I think it's. I, I think Van Dyke's fouled as well for the goal. To be honest with you, um, uh, so no, can, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I'll, Mer- I'll listen, that far. I think Merton's Merton's nudges, Merton's nudges him as he's it getting off the ground. Did, did you see last night's game with PSG? I didn't Martin. see it. I heard about it. I didn't see it oh, though. That was. That was much less than that, and they, that got brought back. But then yeah. PSG money, FIFA. I'm not, I'm not being a and more than conspiracy theories here, but you know, did it go in their favour? Yeah, it's um, for me. For me, it's a foul. And if they if they bother to check it, why they don't give it, I, I don't know. Um, it's not much of a foul, but it's still a foul. So. Yeah, it's just it's. But again, VAR is only as good as the as the individual who's operating it. I said this before. I come in. It's the the technology is irrelevant if you're still going to have incompetent referees making the decisions because they're still going to be just as incompetent whether they're looking at a, a TV screen as to whether they're well, I think, just and, looking and com- at it on the pitch. Incompetent would cover that particular ref tonight. I thought he was appalling, Dave. Ah, he was he was poor. He 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 was pedantic. He he was it was all about him. You know he 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 really did want to be centre stage and, and star of the show. And um, yeah, he played right into Napoli's hands. Really, yeah, it did. It did. It did. He was blown up for everything. It 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 helped kill momentum. That helped. That 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 played into their their hands. You're absolutely right. And you know momentum's momentum's difficult enough to get because it's. Not really something you can just go out and go. All oh, right, we're going to get. Let's get some momentum now. You know, you can't just go and pick it up at the shop. It needs. It's kind of. And though it's almost organic within a game, it just happens. But you need, you know, consistency with the ball, and and you need to create a a, a, a significant phase of play to be able to to build that up. And a, we weren't moving the ball quick enough, and and b, we never got a chance to because the ref was blown up for everything, and then with the on the rare occasion we did get a free kick, when we tried to take it quickly, he continued to pull it back. So, yeah, it, it was just an it was just another another uh, um, obstacle to, to going out there and getting the win, wasn't it? Well, it, it is what it is. We've got a point. It's not the worst thing that ever happened to us in the world. And, and we move on to Brighton, Jay, and with a Fabinho-sized hole missing in the midfield, as we talked earlier on. I don't want to talk to him about it. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you about it. <laughs> I'm just the realist here, man. <laughs> Go away. Um, we'll talk about what, 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 I take it you've just put Genie in. Um, would you give Keita a run? Would you give Ox a run? Given the, the nature of the uh, the beast, would you change formation? What are you doing for the weekend? Well, I'd say, I don't know why Ox is going to be 100% because he did look like he's picked something up to me. Keita, whether he's fully recovered from his sniffles I don't know we'll find out um, Milner's, Milner can't play because he can't play two 90s in, well he played 78, 75, 80 or whatever he played he can't play two four games in a week we know that 
for me, I'd change formation, go with the two in the field, go with, if you've got to go with Ginny and Henderson, go with that. Um, personally, I'd like to see Ginny and Cater, um, and then go with Shakiri, Mane, Salah, Firmino, um, and then give Shakiri 60 minutes and then give Origi a run out or give Ox a run out or whatever. Um, you could even then bring Milner on if you wanted for the last 30 minutes and just short it up a bit more in the midfield. That'll be enough for him. Um, but I don't see why we can't change it. And if we go with four attackers, because Brighton, they're going to come and they're going to sit in, but they, they like to have a little bit of an adventure about them now with uh, Graham Potter in charge. They've got a bit of more of a adventurous streak. So they, they might come and have a little bit of a go. They might potentially not play two banks of four and five. Um, but we, we've got to break these teams down and there's no better tonic than a poor result than going out and absolutely battering someone and, you know, breaking a day for the taking. It's a three o'clock kickoff as well, so it's not like a half twelve where the crowd can be flat. At three o'clock on a Saturday traditional football, it's all set up for a nice Reds win. Well, I hear you. I agree with you, Dave. Uh, are you going for the revolving door midfield in your in your prediction, or are you, are you going for something a little more solid, a little more robust? <laughs> what do I think he'll do? Um, what do I think he'll do? It's the derby. See, it's the derby on Wednesday. I think this plays into his thinking. Mm, um, interesting. I, I think he is. I think he's going to treat the derby as a big game. I think he's going to treat it that Dave is where he, he probably saves Milner. Yeah, so I, I think I think he I think he plays this like he would a United or a Chelsea or an Arsenal or whoever. I think this is I think this is his thinking. You know what he's like. He 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 does always consider that emotional aspect of a fixture. Um and I think this will be no different than if it was Spurs on Wednesday night. Do you, th- do you think Henderson plays, Dave? Because obviously that'll be three in a row. You know the way he normally takes a step out. I think I think if he can rest Henderson at all, he will. I think that probably depends on Nabby's availability. The derby. You know, he's nailed on for the derby. Is. Him and Genie are nailed for the derby. And then it's going to be one other if Fabinho isn't available, which I don't expect them to be. So whoever that may be, he would probably like it to be Oxley Chamberlain. I don't know. And if Ox is a little bit of tightness, then he might just keep him for that as well. So I would say he might want to go for the derby, if we're talking about the midfield, Genie, Hendo, and an Ox, if Fabinho isn't available. So I can see Lalana playing. I could see potentially. <laughs> listen, he's going. He's going to have. He's, in this run of fixtures, he's going to get games. It's as simple as. And last last twenty minutes, Dave. I have no problem with the man. No problem. A semi final. Semi final. The World Club Championships. Let him play the ninety. So what happened at? What happened at Villa when Fabinho was left out? There was a revolving door in midfield. Right. So what makes <laughs> you think he's going to do anything different? Because sh- there was a revolving sh- door in midfield. We, we struggled massively. I get it, but he'll not, but that, that's not Klopp's style to go, oh, that didn't work once, we'll write it off. He'll take the learning from it and he'll try and do it better the next time. And... This will be. This is a. I think this is a phase of coaching with Lana to coach him into this position, and he's only going to get better at it with the games that he plays. And this is what Klopp will be thinking. So, I think against Brighton, if you're go, if 
if we're going to see him in a six, which I expect we probably will, before the season's out again, there's for me, there's no better game to do that in than the likes of at home to Brighton. So I think you probably see that. And if he can get Naby on the pitch, he might use Naby. And I don't know. I can't see him going Naby Lallana security, but you just you just wouldn't know. I kind of like Jay's idea, you know, just... You know, I don't well. I don't think we'll ever. I don't think we'll ever see four two three one again. I've said this for ages. Yeah, you have, but I, I I think it makes sense at the moment. I think you know, out of the two, I would I would I would side with with Jay. Although I, I do agree with you, Dave. The chances of seeing her are probably minimal. I think it was used to help Fabinho get the grips for the game, and I don't know if it's maybe because without the three in the midfield and the two wide midfielders, you can't give the fullbacks as much license to influence the game. I have a feeling that might be what it is. I don't know, but we've got to consider the main weapon or the main weapon realistically in our creative play or, or the two fullbacks. And if that's going to compromise their ability to influence the game, then I would see why you would never ever want to see it again. No, fair enough. Well, listen, I'll say we're, we're, we're moving on. We're getting late. Um, we'll just close her out at that and, and just go with the uh, the predictions for them for, for Brighton, Jay. Um, is this going to be the one where somebody takes a weapon? Five, no. Oh, just, just, just a five. Just a five, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll hold a little bit back for the derby. Um, ah, you leave something in the tank. <laughs> oh, I'm so desperate for the clean sheets. Two reasons. I don't think Allison's kept one since he's been back. No, nope. he hasn't. And it's I've starting to become a thing, isn't it? I've got Allison and Trent to my fancy football team, and they're killing me every week. <laughs> <laughs> so I could do with a clean sheet out of the pair of them. Yeah, for me, it's just starting to become too much of a thing. Do you know those stupid things that become a thing, and people keep talking about them, and they irritate the fuck out of me. So that's what's annoying me more than anything else. And I think sometimes like, now these... the kid is always injured. That, that like, annoys I, me. The fuck. I know. <laughs> I know it's starting to become a thing now as yeah, well, which is annoying is. me. Because that, for me tonight, that would solve all kinds of problems. That means I would say if that is there tonight, Angel Gomez probably doesn't play. I think he could put Milner at left back, and he puts Snabby in there, I'd, I'd, or Milner right back. Sorry, but I don't know. Um, but that's that's another thing that needs to be not a thing anymore. So you know, Nabi to play and have a good game, and for us to keep a clean sheet, to so those two things are no longer things would just be great for me. So I'll just take that in any whatever shape it comes in. Hmm. Here, just just in closing, if anybody has any thoughts on this, because it just popped into my head, and why not? We're not, you know, five minutes. You know, given what you said there, Jay, about the ox and didn't look great at the end. You know, I, I was I was basically lauding the fact that he got so much game time for England. Do you think? Maybe that he's just not that player anymore that can play these consecutive games, and he he you know he he came off the bench. You wouldn't have seen it again on the television. He came off the bench, pumped the fuck tonight. Like he was he was down to get on that pitch, but you know he he has an injury record from his Arsenal days as well. Is this something that you know seeing play the two full games for England, then coming back, he's off the bench at the weekend, and then this? Do you think maybe he's not a ninety minute player anymore? I think if he is, he's a one-game-a-week player. I think he's probably 90 minutes across two games, or 90 to 110 minutes. He played. He started the weekend, didn't he? He got, I think, around about 70 minutes before the Vigie came on for him, because um, he had a stinker in the front three. Um, so, 
what's that's probably he's probably equated to about ninety minutes across the two games. So if you're going off form, he doesn't start the weekend and he starts next week in the derby. He's obviously gonna take time to get back from such a horrendous injury. It wasn't one, it was two or three things I think he had damaged in his knee. So they basically rebuilt his whole knee. He's not got the, the turn of pace and the sharpness that he used to have, but I'm guessing that's going to come back in time. But we've got no one else. If if Keita's not fully fit or he's sick or whatever it is with Keita at the moment, then we've got to we've got to use him because now that we've got Fabinho out, then Ginny is your number six, or could it be Lalana, whatever? But we can't even have the license to release Ginny to play the Netherlands Ginny that we see on international duty where he's bombing forward and getting goals because. He's got to do a job for the team and that's a credit to the player that he is, that he's disciplined enough to do this job for us. But wouldn't we all love to see the Ginny Wijnaldum that turns out for Holland every two or three months on international break, just one or two times for Liverpool? Hat-tricks and all, eh? <laughs> I mean, I'd love it. He'd love it because he's, he's clearly got the ability and it's clearly a coaching point that he's he's got to, he's got to play within a remit and there's no harm in that because he does a great job in what he does. But we'd love just a just a game or two where you see the Ginny Wine Alderman in an orange shirt rather than the Ginny Wine Alderman in a red shirt. To be fair, Jay, he, he's pitched in with his fair share of very important goals. He may not get many, but the ones he tends to get <laughs> tend to they matter. Tend, oh, yeah. yeah, they tend to be big. Yeah. Dave, yourself, uh, any thoughts on Ox long term? As Jay says, the injury's horrific. I think that as with the multiple issues of this knee, I think his whole hamstrings like ripped clean from the the bone as well. And the bottom line is, it's it's never going to be exactly the same as it is before. If he's if it's not exactly the same, he's not moving and twisting and running exactly the same. So there's going to be his body. His body's going to have to learn to adjust. The rest of his body, I mean, is going to have to learn to adjust. As and I wouldn't be surprised if it was like his other leg that he's getting little muscle issues and things like that in. So it's it's going to be a matter of time, and you might see these little let's the the they could have the scenario where you just see these little injuries have to kind of work themselves out. And I think you know we kind of we kind of saw it with Gerard as well, where he kept getting little bits and different pieces of injuries as his body grew because it was changing, and it eventually kind of realigned itself. So it's either that or he's fucked. So well, let's hope it's the former. Gerard was a teenager, to be fair. But listen, we'll, we'll leave it at that, guys, because, uh, as I says, we're pushing on half past midnight in the UK, and I, I appreciate your, your, your staying up and uh, taking the time to talk to us. Again, we'll be back after the Brighton game. And I'll just take one last chance to say thank you very much to the listener for your time. Listen to us waffle along here. And uh, until after Brighton, up our heads. <laughs> <laughs>